Fairdown Bears fans, welcome to another edition of the Chicago Bears podcast. I was on ESPN 1000 with Carmen DeFalco today, so got a ton of Bears talking. Interesting comments from Eddie Jackson about this coming weekend game, what he sees versus Sam Howell. Talk to Bears fans, of course, over the phone lines, and I mean, listen... All 22 in coaching has me and Carm both stressed. All that and more in today's episode of the Chicago Bears podcast. Today's episode brought to you by the Hard Rock Casino, Northern Indiana. You can see John Mulaney and Pete Davidson at Hard Rock Live Friday, October 6th. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Hit that like button, subscribe to the page. Bear down. Hello, my friend. How are you? I'm good. Yeah. You know, I mean... How are you feeling as a fan? The the vibe of the fan right now is the toughest thing in the world this year uh, after last week because it's just like Justin played well. We lost. How'd that happen? I went back and watched the uh, All-22 last night. I texted yeah. Waddle and Yurko at one point. I, I texted them a video, and I said, uh, and any time, look, I, I will not pretend to be any sort of expert. I if, if I've got serious questions, I ask those guys, yeah, yeah. who missed this, who missed that? I said, I, I I dare either one of you to tell me what 22 is doing on this play. <laughs> That's how I phrased it. I said, I, I absolutely dare you to tell me what number 22 is doing on defense on this play. And 22 is Elijah Hicks, That's Elijah right? Hicks. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. And I get he's a backup to a backup. Like, yeah. and, and I get it. But it, going back and watching the All-22 these last few weeks, uh, it's even worse. And, and and this is not Justin did play great. There's no doubt, especially defensively. In that first, the all twenty two defensively in the second yeah. half. Yeah, it was a nightmare. In the last say twelve minutes of the game, the yeah. last thirteen minutes of the game, defensively it's a nightmare. Yeah, hundred percent. Go watch the touchdown. Who's eighty nine? Um, I can't think of who 89 is right now off the top of my head on Denver. The, 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 oh, God. Uh, I'm blanking on the wide receiver. That's 89. He was in the slot on that touchdown where Russell fall. Uh, Brandon, Johnson? Brandon Johnson? Brandon Johnson. Go watch the Brandon Johnson highlight. Yeah. Go watch the all-22 tape and tell me what Tyreek Stevenson is doing. <laughs> Tyreek is such a – I think that's the toughest part about all of this. It's just so many, like, I love that. I hate that. And you got to figure out how it all melds together and one day becomes a team. Uh, and, and, and maybe that's just it. You're talking about – Backups, or in Tyreek's case, a kid playing in his fourth ever NFL game. Yeah. Like I get it. I like Tyreek Stevenson too. I think he'll be a fine player. Yurko keeps talking about Darnell Wright. Does he make rookie mistakes? Sure. Yurko, what he sees is telling you, have no fear. That kid will be a stud. That's good to, to hear. And I think Tyreek Stevenson will probably be a very good player too. But woof, in the slot right now in his fourth game. Yeah. You look at it and you go, no, it can't. It can't be. But it's and, also and, and, it's also an out of position thing too, and, and it's I think the hardest thing is right. You're trying to justify what you're seeing, and when you see it on the field, your first thought isn't, "Oh yeah, these are the backups to the backups." You're just seeing bad defense played. But it, to me, it all goes back to the same thing, right? Like I, I look at Flus and I say, "You you've got these defensive principles. I, I barely see any of them on the field. I barely see any 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 principles that that you've put out there." In your day-to-day game plan or whatever you're telling us through the press conferences that you're doing, none of that's translating to the field. How is that possible with the players that we have? I don't know. And Denver, in that, I'm telling you, the last 15 to, to, to 20 minutes of that game defensively is painful to watch. Yeah. This is supposed to be a defensive head coach. Yeah. Okay, there are a lot of injuries. Teams deal with a lot of injuries. 
the Seattle Seahawks have a lot of injuries on their offensive line. Has it mattered one bit to them the last couple of weeks? No. Teams deal with injuries. It's the and NFL. It, th- that's it. <laughs> and that, that last 15 to 20 minutes defensively, the chunk plays, the big chunk plays, the open receivers, the poor tackling, yeah. poor angles, poor technique, poor decision-making. Uh, some of it probably poor scheme. Again, I'll let Yurko kind of be the voice there on you know why this is or isn't a good scheme considering the situation, but it is right there on the tape, and you go, wow. You see all these things, and you go, wow, this is even so much worse. I don't know where the first win comes. In this league, it could happen at any week. That's yeah. just this league. Like, weird things happen. The Jets beat the Bills, for crying out loud, right? Like, in week one, without Aaron Rodgers. Like, that's this league. Weird things happen. I get it. At any week, a win probably will come. It's almost impossible to go winless, although they're getting close here uh, with 14 consecutive. I mean, you're, you're almost <laughs> at a full season. I mean, like... At some point, a win's going to come. It will, because that's the NFL. And and any week it's possible in Washington. Let's not pretend like Washington's any great shakes here. So could it happen? Yeah. But when you're going back watching tape right now of this team, it's it's hard to know where it's going to come or how it's going to come or that many of them are going to come because it just looks like a team that has it, they've got breakdowns at every level, Pat, and that's what's so disappointing. I don't think there was anything wrong with the offensive play calling. I've heard like the Bears took their foot off the gas. No, they didn't. They did what they were supposed they, to do. They, right? they, yeah, they, like the, they didn't the, take their foot off the, the gas. The like, problem is right doing what you're supposed to do in that situation. Right, you run the ball. They had a nine minute drive. That's exactly what you're supposed to do if you're a good football team. The problem is when the team starts to come back and you need to pick up the pace a little bit more, we can't run the football there. You don't have the personnel that's been in that situation that knows, oh my God, we all got to get back on the horse and go down here and score another touchdown. I think that's the biggest issue with this team as a whole. And when you saw the end of that game, I asked Jerko on the, on the Chicago Bears podcast, humble plug, uh, humble plug, humble plug, uh, about, you know, what's it, what is a, what does it mean to learn to win? Because we hear that all the oh, time. Oh, he's been saying it since What last does it year. mean to learn to win? And and he said, in the fourth quarter, you're mistake-free, your technique is perfect, and you understand the moment that you're in. Your will is stronger than the will that was on the other side of you. When they scored 21, I said, my God, we're going to blow this. Not because yeah, That's I when it started feeling perilous, right? <laughs> not because I didn't think that the Bears couldn't go down and score another touchdown, but on the defensive end, it looked like they started to resign to what they have always done. You're going to go down here and you're going to get a touchdown on us. And of course, right, the 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 play that Justin ends up, the the strip sack fumble that goes the other way for a touchdown. That that pretty much that is happen. what hurts you the most. I guess, Bears fans, if you want to have some positives, right, <laughs> this feels like we're talking about Mitch again, right? Justin drove you down the field, put you in position for a field goal. Your coach chose not to your, take it. Your coach chose not to take it with three penalties on that drive. Yeah. But that just is my point about, you know, this idea that they took their foot off the gas. Now, at that point, it was tied and you sort of had to go. I yeah, get yeah. it. But, like, I don't see that in the play calling. Even the series where they went three and out, they actually had ran four plays. There was a holding penalty, defensive holding penalty on Patrick Sertan yeah. on the first play. Uh, he, I think it was Tanyan, and that's why that ball was uh, not completed. Yes, Although I yes. didn't think it was a great throw yeah, yeah, either yeah. by Justin. But even on that series, the Bears tried to push the ball through the air twice. Like I don't think it got to be like this wildly conservative play call. They still were moving the ball. Yes, they moved it in field goal range. The coach decided not to take the field goal. Uh, they had the turnover where they had Justin turn his back again, and you've got to stop with it because I. I for weeks, I've been saying it. It is abundantly clear 
what teams are going to do when they're playing the Bears or any other running quarterback. And Rondé Barber made the exact same point on the telecast on Sunday. We played it yesterday. Teams are not going to be tricked anymore by it. They don't care what happens yeah. down the line of scrimmage. And if the running back is going to get a chunk play out of it, fine. But the end man has been trained at this point not to flow down the line of scrimmage and to follow Justin Fields or any other running quarterback, and that's it. And who was it? I think it was Nick Benito, right? It was right in Justin's lap when yeah. Justin turned around. Yeah, Had no idea it was coming because his back was to him, and Benito... Whether he was fooled or not didn't matter. He has been trained to do one thing at this point. We are playing the Bears. We are not going to flow down the line of scrimmage. It is as simple as that. And you've got to find a different way to move the pocket instead of these back to, back to the line of scrimmage, Yeah, trying for these naked boots where teams, it has been on tape for weeks. Well, teams I, are not falling for it against these running quarterbacks. I think even... We saw him run that on the touchdown where he starts to run toward the right side, does a little hezzy, jump, throw, right? But there's a little bit of a blocker in that situation. Like, just give me something, Luke. Give me something that, that gives Justin that extra he second. He was trying to commit. I think, the, I think the option was, if not run, it was commit. It was who commit. came across yes. the line of scrimmage. Yes. He and, came across the formation. But you, you have to have – I love what we saw in the Seattle game last night. Seattle knows they can't protect. And the Bears' protection in that game, for the most part, was, was good. pretty good, was, right? Yes. But, but just in those moments where you know, right, on the right side, there's going to be somebody probably coming because everybody sees this. Just give me a little bit of protection. I love how Seattle schemes up tight ends in the backfield. And on that play, I believe there are three tight ends on the field on that play. I thought we were going wrong. 13 personnel. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Seattle, that, that was, that was yeah, listen, I mean, the Giants are, just when you yeah, think it seems pretty yeah. awful. Yeah. I mean, you could all, you know, you could look at the Giants right now. I mean, I don't think they've scored a first half touchdown right in any game they've played. We're four weeks in; they don't have a no. first half touchdown, and they scored three points last. When night. do we I get mean, to the point where, when a coach has a hot year, we stop hyping that coach up the next year? Now, I do think <laughs> I like Dayball, like but Dayball looks like Nagy right now. Nagy year one, yeah. coach of the year, year two, coach of my fears. You know I mean, what I'm I saying? I do like Dayball, but J Daniel Jones is no good. I mean, I you know, I I don't get some of the decisions that are made in this league. I really don't. I guess they're left with what is our other viable option. It's hard to find quarterbacks. Yeah. And so when you've got quarterback number, what are we? What are we? Twenty three? Is that about what yeah. Daniel yeah. Jones yeah. is? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Bottom third of the league, but it's so dire out there that you're like, well, where are we going to do better? So let's pay Daniel Jones for another year. And if I'm not mistaken, the way they structured that deal, it's basically they can get like out. a one and done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They right? can get, like out, they can of get it. out of it. Daniel Jones stinks. And their offensive line stinks. It has stunk for years. The one good player they have on their offensive line has been out the last two weeks. That's yeah. only going to make things. I mean, they've got one Pro Bowl caliber player on that line. And when he's gone, forget it. To give up nine sacks in your building in a prime. What was nine? I think that was the final nine, count. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, was yeah. it nine? Let me, let me double Come check. On. Nine sacks. So, was was Khalil Mack visiting that week? Oh, my God. Was Khalil Mack visiting that week? Nine sacks. Really, Khalil. I mean, the stuff that goes on in this league week to week, uh, you know, I don't know. At what point does Josh McDaniel start to say, hmm, maybe we shouldn't let Khalil Mack ruin our day anymore? No. It's no. okay. We'll it, just let him. We'll we'll just let him keep piling up sacks. It's it's. it's I don't get this league sometimes, it's Pat. So I don't much, get what's going so on. There's so much of a – you know what it is? I'm, I'm a – 
there's too many coaches that are, this is my scheme, this is how it's run, this is how you have to do it. And when you have that and you don't, the, think about the best coaches we talk about in this league. They just adjust. Let me adjust. Oh, we're missing that guy? We're going to adjust over there. We're going to add an extra guy. Oh, is our best receiver out? Guess what? Maybe we're going to run the football a little more this week. And then you see the Josh McDaniels of the world. You see the, I mean, for, for three weeks, what we've had here in Chicago where it's like, Hey, uh, do you see that this isn't working? Because I see it. I've never played in the NFL. Carm never played no. in the NFL. Uh, Yurko has played in the NFL. Yeah, he yeah. sees it as well. Uh, everybody who's been a quarterback in the NFL sees it. And it's just like, what are you doing? Like, just, th- your scheme isn't the end-all, be-all, but it's it's it. about what you have on the field. I don't get what goes on sometimes. Uh, how dare I say only nine? It was 11. Oh, my 11 God. sacks. Four players on the Seahawks last night had two sacks. Four. Bobby Wagner, Jordan Brooks, Devin Witherspoon, ILL, and uh, Mwosu had two. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, they had two each. They had four guys that had two sets. We, we, we got two as a team. We got two as a team, Carl. <laughs> we got two as a team. You know what I mean? Like, there's that. You know what I mean? Why you got to be they that They got way? two as a team. But I'm they, just they, saying. They had, they had four guys that had two last night. I wish he could play the Giants' uh, offensive line every week, I guess. But, I mean, three measly points in a primetime game at home. Embarrassing. I tell you, it's head-scratching sometimes, the things that are going on around this league. And, uh, yeah, like with Dable, I think he's a pretty brilliant offensive mind. Yeah. And I think he's just visibly frustrated. He, he'd had enough. I mean, I don't even think he could talk to Did Daniel you Did Jones. you hear him in the presser oh, yesterday? He's like, you've given up 14, 20, and 40. He's like, I know the scores. I was like, well, I hope you do. You got no answers for it. Well, and they, they just they can't score. Yeah. I mean, they just can't. Uh, zero in the first week. They had the Cardinal game where they had the great second half. Yeah. 12 last week against the Niners. Then you had a little, you had, think about the time you had to prepare. Because that was the Thursday night game in yeah. week three, right? Yeah. So you played Thursday night in week three. You played Monday night in week four. And you scored three points at home. You're abysmal. You're, you're so bad sometimes there are situations that are even worse than the one you're in as a fan. Well, it feels so better when not, Justin <laughs> puts up 335 and four tutties, right? Like, it feels a lot better. Like, that's, that's I, what Sunday I, was I, for me. It was like... I'm 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 right. Listen, I got on Bulls gear right now. I'm ever the optimist. I, I can't believe you. I'm ever the optimist. You got you know Bulls gear I mean? and socks gear on. I, I'm ever the optimist here. Well, I'm sorry. Oh my God. <laughs> but realistically, right? You. Realistically, when we're when we're talking about it, there's there's so much where it's like. I just got to take what I can have on this one. My quarterback threw 335 yards, four tutties, and and drove us down in a position to win the game. Does this sound like I'm defending Mitch Trubisky? A little bit. But I, I can take what I I can only take what they give me. I guess we can't make fun of anybody. Our team's <laughs> lost 14 in a row, but it feels like the Giants are even more of a dumpster fire than the Bears. Maybe that's crazy to say. Maybe I'm just putting some no, of my anger and frustration. <laughs> playoff I, team. I'll joke well, with the playoff but, team, but a playoff team. They've scored 15 points in their last two games. I mean, I, you know. We've lost 14 straight games. I know. <laughs> I think some of it is just <laughs> deflecting. Again, I'm just, I want to feel better about myself. So I'm like, well, hey, at least we're not the Giants offense. Yeah. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Eddie Jackson was on the station with Black and Abdallah last night. He talked about a plethora of different things, yeah. including Chase Claypool and will he potentially play on this short week? If you missed it, we're going to play some of those highlights for you. If you want to ring us up and talk Bears, when's this win going to come? And what do you feel like as a Bears fan, especially if you're a little bit older? If you've been through a lot of these lean years, this has been a rough century for the Bears. Let's face it. 
And it's been a rough decade. They've got one winning season in the last decade. When do we hit rock bottom, for crying out loud? I don't know. Waddle keeps thinking, well, it's this week, or it's got to be this week, or it's got to be that loss. We might still be going deeper and deeper. I don't know. It feels like it. But boy, watching the All-22 is even more depressing than watching the game on Sunday. Three Tuesday, usually it's an off day. We can kind of like regroup, but the Bears are at it today because they start week five in Washington. No rest for the weary. Pat, the designer, is sitting in for York. The good kids back tomorrow. Don't forget, Friday, we're out. It is our latest football feast. And we're going to be at Buffalo Wild Wings in Cal City. Yurko's old stomping grounds where he was, I won't say born because he wasn't, but he was raised since about six months old. Of course, he was born in Friedrichshafen, Germany. <laughs> How well do I know my partner? I even know the town in Germany in which he was born. Friedrichshafen. That's pretty good. Yes, uh, that's where Yurko was born. But he's a Cal City kid through and through. Come on. So we're going to be in Cal City, Buffalo Wild Wings, this Friday, football feast with Miller Lite. So come by and see us reacting to, we'll see. I don't know. Bears first win? Maybe a Bears, Bears first, first win. win off the schneid. I don't know. We're going to see. But regardless, come hang with us uh, kick off the weekend. And don't forget, we got the special uh, Toast to Victory page open at ESPNChicagoContest.com. So every week at 2 when we've been doing these football feasts, we do a little toast uh, at the establishment. Miller Lite's been providing the beer. Very nice of them. You know, here, free beers for everybody. Yeah. And we take a little swig and do a toast for the weekend. So give us your best idea for a toast. Uh, submit your entries at ESPNChicagoContest.com. You must be 21 to win, and you must live in Illinois or Indiana. And if we pick your toast, you'll get a $200 Buffalo Wild Wings gift card and a Miller Lite prize pack. That's a lot of wings that you can buy with 200 bucks, Pat. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm big on it, especially if you go on a Tuesday. You know, a little uh, discount yeah. on Tuesday with the wings. A little discount on Tuesday. You know I mean, you're doubling up on that. So it uh, sounds good to me. That 400 wings at 50 cent wings, right? I think that's right. 400 wings? That's a lot. Bucks? I think it's 50 cent wings, isn't it? How many guys you bring for 400 wings? Well, you got to bring, well, it depends on the size of the guys, I guess. <laughs> I mean, you're bringing an O line with you. It's not that many guys. If it's, uh, you know, ah, boy, I'm trying to think. Back in my heyday, like, if I was really going to, I could probably eat about 20. That's probably my yeah. max, about 20 wings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After that, you, it gets to be too much. And yeah. I don't think I could pull that off now. <sighs> 20's a lot. Doesn't it feel like a lot when you're, when See, you're, here's when the, you're young, it's easy. I think, I think the difference is when you're young, it's mindless eating, right? Yeah, it is. When you're younger, it's mindless eating. So, yeah. like, you'll eat and you're, like, watching a game and you'll just walk through, right. grab a wing. Like, that's normal. You probably could knock down a little more than that. I don't know. You look, you look like Here's you could the put them away back Here's in the, the thing. When you're young, I agree with you when you say it's mindless eating. You're, you're not thinking about it. You don't yeah, yeah, care yeah. about the health ramifications. Right. Or when you get older, you start thinking about everything you yeah, eat. Yeah. You know, you're like, well, I can't eat that, or I can't have too much of this, or I can't have too much yeah, of that. Yeah. What's my doctor going to say if I told my other? What's a, you know? Uh, I'm not even 30 yet. I eat pork. The knees are gone. <laughs> That's how it goes. I'm not even 30 yet. That's just you genes. Still got a while, dude. That's just genes. That's I'm not, genes. I'm, I got one year till I'm thirty. I, I eat pork. I'm sitting on the couch. My knee goes. Just I'm like, wait. I haven't moved yet. Just I haven't wait. moved yet. Give it another ten, and you're gonna be like, you know, all of a sudden I'll your body reacts by then. Yeah. These weird ways when you eat food, you know. 
I think I'm starting to develop like a lactose intolerance all of a sudden. I'm, I'm almost 50. How could that happen now? <laughs> the doctor says, no, it could happen. It's not going to stop. I'm starting you. to get gassy and bloated when I have like a cappuccino, you know? Here's, here's the difference. What's though. happening? When you, when you start to do the, uh, I've just got the pill to stop this because I'm not going to stop eating it. You know what I mean? That's when you know you've made <laughs> that it. doesn't work. That's man. when you know you've made it. I've got the gas X ready I'm because I'm not going to not get this milkshake. Last night was Bears night in Chicago. Black and Abdallah were out at JL's in Palatine. That's a great place. Hopefully you had fun with the guys if you were out there. Good crowd for Eddie Jackson and the boys last night. Here was Eddie Jackson talking about playing this week potentially on the short week, week five in Washington. Take a listen. Uh, yeah, that's the plan. You know, right awesome. now, day by day, I'm uh, feeling a lot better. So that's definitely the plan. It's tough. You know, it's uh, sometimes it gets frustrating, you know, um, just not being out there with your team, uh, especially to the, the type of start we off. You know, I feel like we want everybody to be out there to contribute, you know. So for me, not being out there, being a captain, a leader of the defense and the team, is, you know, it, it just gets frustrating at times. But, you know, I just try to do my best to stand around and coaching up the young guys and trying to give everyone high energy and, and continue to keep that hope. Little news you guys got there last night. Little breaking news. saying that he thinks he's going to play, that that's the plan? Yeah, we'll that's say, what he yeah, said. And yeah. I followed up, you know, like, Harm, because I asked him originally, like, that was one of the first things we started the conversation with before we dove into Sunday's game. And, like, in my head, I was like, I wonder if he was just, like, being nice as mm -hmm. we kind of started the conversation. So I followed up at the end of the hour being, being like, all right, Thursday night, Commanders, you said the plan is to play, and he confirmed that that's the plan. Like, so He doubled down on it? So I mean, we'll, we'll see if he practices today, what yes. the designation is today, because he hasn't practiced in over, what, two weeks? I think it's been two weeks. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. The Bears did just sign a safety off the Ravens practice squad. So they're, they're not running real practices this week, though. This is probably all no, one. But the, so the designations are there. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like yesterday, he didn't practice. Right. Didn't quote, right. didn't yeah, practice. Yeah. I would find it hard to believe if he's designated as not practicing today or yeah. tomorrow yeah. that he's yeah. going to actually play on right. Thursday. I, but I would agree with you. I think that would be awfully hard if he doesn't practice at all this week to play Thursday. He hasn't practiced in two weeks. So that would probably be tough. If he does play, here's Eddie Jackson talking about facing, uh, facing Washington and Sam Howell, who's been very up and down so far here to start the season. Uh, he was good in Philly yeah. the other day. He was terrible against who they get drilled by before that. Washington, right? What? Was it the Washington game? Who'd they get drilled by? Washington. I think it was uh, no, uh, Washington. Uh, uh, the Bills, right? The Bills. I think definitely they got drilled by the them. Bills. Bills drubbed him. He was uh, terrible. He was pretty good, good in the Broncos, right? In the Bronco game, and especially in the, the second half. So I don't know. It's been a little up and down. Here's Eddie Jackson talking about facing Washington and Sam Howell. I feel like he's he's pretty good. He does he does, he's done um like you said, a few good things. Uh, but I feel like he's, he's still young. Um, he struggles with reading defensive coverages. So that's something that we're going to try to get him mixed up on. But, you know, they have a good receiver, receiver core. Uh, those guys can stretch the field vertically, like to, get in, like to get a few of those guys in space. And they can make you miss. So, like, we just been out on our approach, you know, I mean, obviously the day after a game. But today we just went in there and just like, look, we know what they're going to do, what they're going to try to hit us at. We just got to be ready to tackle, stay over top and give him different looks and try to make him um, beat us with, with his arm. So when you kind of look at it, because the one thing we were talking about earlier is sack percentage. Uh, yeah. The Bears right now are 32nd in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, I think against a young quarterback like Sam Howell, yeah. this is a perfect opportunity on Thursday night. you got to get some pressure on the quarterback. Exactly, and that's that's been a, the talks and key points. Like We even told Flutes, like, yo, let's put some pressure on these guys, man. Not, let, let them get uncomfortable. You know, we... We like to rush for, you know, everyone knows that. So 
you know, right now we just got to give them different looks, help those guys out, send five, send six, sometimes send four, might drop and, and you know, rush three. So just got to give him a lot of different looks and put some pressure on him to make him uncomfortable. Like I said, he's he struggles with reading defense, you know, and also he's a one-read type of guy. So you take that first read away and put a little pressure in his face, he's going he's gonna to mess up. I like the confidence for a team on this kind of a losing streak. I hope that he's right. I hope he plays and this comes to fruition, that he's a, a one-read guy and they could take advantage of that. Uh, he just said it. We told Flus, let's bring a little pressure. Yeah, we want to rush four. That's our defense. Doesn't work. Yeah, you don't have the personnel to rush for. And, and even when he talks about right the principles of tackling, you just showed us the video there, right? Like, oh my God! What, yeah. what are we talking about with principles of tackling here? How many times have we watched? It? I mean, Elijah Hicks has been active what two weeks? I think I've uh, watched the him. Last two. I've watched him basically just throw his shoulders at guys for two weeks, and both of them get major gains. You know what I mean? Like you. you there's a point where you have to ask, are the fundamentals that are being put out there being put on the field? And they're just not. No. You're, you're not seeing any basic fundamentals with most of these guys. I get it, right? Like, I, I'm not asking you to be Bojack when you fill in. I, like, I think Bojack's a really, really good player out there. I think he, he's a ball hawk. He changes a game quickly. Like, I'm asking you to be basic. I'm asking you to be an NFL-level like safety replacement <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah. I'm, I'm not asking you to be a superstar so for me right like with your replacement guys like you, you have to get make sure that your principles are in order because whether he's a one read quarterback or not if the one reads open he's gonna be able to hit it yeah. we just saw that if pressure is non-existent it's so much easier i don't care what you think of the opposing quarterback yeah. without pressure all of a sudden it becomes so much easier and they just don't do a good job of generating a lot of uh, a lot of pressure Adam, did you have him sign a bunch of Alabama stuff last night? No, and I, I and Chris can attest to this. I, you didn't I had, bring like a houndstooth hat had, or anything. No, uh, listen, it's it's the first show. We got eight more of these with Eddie okay. Jackson. We'll be in Naperville next week. Nice. Um, I I waited twenty two minutes to ask the first Alabama question. Okay. I, I felt like I showed great restraint. Yeah, that's pretty in good. In that, uh, he did give me a couple roll tides. It was it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, and like I've always been an Eddie Jackson supporter. Even, you know, through, you know, some of his down years with Matt Nagy. But he even talked about it. Like, Matt Eberflus is using him a little bit differently than mm. Matt Nagy was using him when he was the head coach. Obviously, he's a def not a defensive-minded head coach. But with Matt Eberflus, he's playing a little bit more free. And we saw last year when he was healthy, before he got hurt. He, he was great. He, he had a good bounce a lot back better. Yeah, yeah, he, he was, was intercepting. Yeah, exactly. And he so he's, he's playing a little bit better. And hopefully, like he said, he's back out there. Because for whatever crap people give Eddie Jackson... Like you said, Pat, whatever's after him, like whatever. Oh, my God. It doesn't like, exist. Like, yeah, exactly. Not so, pretty right now. Like, Eddie Jackson out there makes the team better. Where in Naperville? Crosstown. Crosstown. I read your mind. We'll be at Crosstown Bar in Naperville. Oh, in Ogden? Yeah. Crosstown's great. Yeah. Next mm -hmm. Monday they, night, six days. That's a good place. Yep. Good place on Ogden Avenue. It's like across from the Portillo's on Ogden. Oh, I actually know that. So I've been there. It's great. And the wings are fantastic at yes. that place, you guys. So I'll tell you the exact time I was there. It was opening day for the White Sox. We this all, this year? This Is that year. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good place. So that's next Monday for Bears Night. Is that Monday night, guys? Yep. Yeah, next Monday yes, night sir. for Bears Night in Chicago with Black and Abdallah and Eddie Jackson. I want to play one more Eddie Jackson bite on Chase Claypool coming up, and then we'll take your Bears calls. 312-332-3776. Chad Hoyer met the media today. What is the plan for the Cubs going into the offseason? Are they going to be interested in trading for Pete Alonzo? Do they want Bellinger back? Jesse Rogers will join us at about 115. Pat, the designer's in for York. We'll be right back.
Witherspoon cuts back. What a night for the rookie. You think they love him in Seattle? How about six points? Touchdown, Witherspoon. No flags. I-L-L. I-N-I. I mean, you talk about a coming out party yeah. and with your peers watching in primetime. Sweet Lord. Good for Devin Witherspoon. I mean, Troy Aikman couldn't stop raving. Two sacks. I think it was like six tackles, two sacks, and a pick six. I loved it. I loved every minute of it. That's a there's ball not, game. As an Illinois fan, there's not much I could cheer for. <laughs> Except that. I love that. I loved that last night. I mean, he and Tariq Wallen together, like... They got something with two young corners like that. Yeah. And this kid looks versatile. I mean, they basically said for the first time, like, now go play the slot, and he did. Yeah. That was impressive. It's nice to see, ain't it? When you could just ask a guy to do something else, he just, just can adjust to it. It was now, nice. Now, listen, he's the it fifth nice pick. He's supposed yeah, to be makes great. A Christian Gonzalez looks great. Unfortunately, he's hurt now yeah. in New England. But uh, And I think Christian Gonzalez ended up going right after, didn't he? Wasn't it 5-6? Weren't they? Why do I feel like they were? Ah, the Patriots uh, couldn't have been picking that no. high, could they? No. Let's see. Let's get a draft order up here. I think seven? I can't seven, remember. Five, seven? I mean, but boy, oh boy, both have looked fantastic. Again, uh, Gonzalez is now hurt, which is unfortunate. But um, that was fun stuff. And for the Illini fans, I know that is something definitely that they could cheer about. Uh, here was Eddie Jackson talking about the Chase Claypool situation with Black and Abdallah on Bears Night in Chicago last night. Take a listen. Sure sounds like the Bears are inching towards just cutting Chase Claypool. Here was Eddie Jackson's take. It's a lot of different things I think take take into account with, with Chase. Um, I'm not in a meeting room with him, um, so I'm not not pretty sure what goes on behind closed doors. But, um, you know, just Chase is just ha- trying to stay locked in. You know, I feel like Chase, um, he viewed himself as a certain uh, caliber of a player. And um, if, he, if he doesn't get that, you know how receivers are. You know, they want the ball. They want the ball, you know. And you can kind of get, you know, in your feelings a little bit if you don't get the ball. So I'm not too sure, like, what's going on with that. You know, they just told us that he was going to be in that inactive. And then next thing you know, you see that trades talk. So, you know, you got to leave that stuff upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> when um, we've heard from Justin Fields and DJ Moore both saying that, you know, they've gone over to him on the sidelines, especially, you know, after the uh, Bucks game where he was caught, you know, not really giving a lot of effort blocking and that kind of stuff. And, Matt Eberflus said today, you know, we take everything into account with, yeah. you know, practices and walkthroughs and everything. And kind of it led everything kind of led to that. How much does Matt Eberflus let you guys kind of police yourselves with that kind of stuff, with the loafs and the hints principles and all that kind of stuff before he gets involved, before other coaches get involved? I mean, that's they going to all he going to always be involved in that. It's no <laughs> such like. You got to go out there and do your job. We know that. And I feel like that, again, with, with Chase's, like, accountability thing. Like, if he let that slide with Chase, then other guys going to start to slip. So, And if you start doing that, then you got, you know, weak, weak, link, weak links in your chain. So it's just things like that that he's going to hold everyone to that same level of accountability. And I feel like that's, that's what's needed, you know, especially where we at, where we're trying to head. That's, that's what's needed. There's no one's is going to be held to a higher or lower standard than, than no one on, anyone on the team. Like, we're all going to be held to the high standard. we got to go out there, perform, practice, hustle, like like the Hicks principle. Like, we really live by that. That's something he, he really preaches, and we really embrace that as, as players. I don't think a lot of love lost between the Bears and Chase Claypool. Yeah. Again, he's on his way out here. I, I'm not even sure what's taking so long. You're not going to trade him. I mean, nobody's going to give you anything. I, I wouldn't think at this point for Chase Claypool. They know the situation. Just release him. Be done with him. I know Komet uh, is obviously very close to him because they played college football together. And Cole Komet said, look, I care about the guy. He's a friend. I care about him as a 
a human being, as, yeah. a, as, as a friend, and and that's cool. But you can tell just listening to oh, Eddie what Jackson, did he not say? there's not a lot of love lost there. <laughs> no, okay. no, not no, no, not as a player. Say? Not he, as a player on the field. Yeah, he well, did, no, he of didn't course say, not. He no. said, "I love him. I love he him loves, as a friend." And he cares about him as a friend. Not, yeah, but he it, didn't say teammate. Right. This is pretty obvious yeah, yeah, yeah. how bad this guy is in a in a clubhouse in a locker room. Oh, uh, even when, so when he's Eddie's, on his way out. When Eddie says, uh, you know, he thinks of himself as a certain level of receiver, and yeah. you know, you you can't give special treatment. Although I don't know if I, I, I love Eddie. I, I don't know if I buy that. I think that there was. To me, if somebody after week one, if somebody disrespects the number one letter in your principle, they shouldn't be on the field the next week. And I think that most top coaches in the league, or the guys that we think of the elite leaders, Tomlin wouldn't have done that. Yeah, you know, you know what the I mean. Guy that traded him. <laughs> the guy that traded them, like they, they, you're not going to stand for that. And Matt Eberflus's thing was he apologized to the team he gave better effort next week two weeks later we're talking about possibly cutting him and or maybe by some miracle trading him i don't i don't i can't imagine he slapped you in the face basically slapped your principles in the face and you allowed him to go back on the field that's that's a huge question mark for me huge question mark brandon's at fort campbell what up brandon Wish we had better things to discuss this week, like a win or something like that. It'd be nice. One of these days. At some point, they're going <laughs> to yeah. win a game, you guys. They have to. <laughs> I can't wait to see how we're going we're gonna to react Do to we that. bring back Club Dub? No. <laughs> <laughs> I hope. Sooner or later. My gosh. But it was an amazing weekend up there in Chicago. and I, it, Everything looked to be in order for 52 minutes, that football game. I know. But we made our assessment up there, guys, and take it for what you want. But And it, it rhymes. Coach Fluce needs to get cut loose, mm. man. And, you know, it's they played hard, but, like, that had to have been the most elementary decision I've ever – like, we were going nuts up there in the grandstand. Like, we, I know we accounted for two of those false starts up there. And, uh, <laughs> and yeah, and it was just – we were going nuts. Like, he doesn't trust his defense. And – not only that, you? who who calls? Well, who calls the defense? Him, and yeah. it's just like yeah, and it's it's, it's, it's all it's, close, it's the player execution at this point is so bad though. Too, Brandon. Brandon, thanks. He's not going in the middle of the season. No. He's just not. He'll, no. They don't have a defensive coordinator. What are you going to do? Put Hulk up there? You'd be I mean, like you need, be the you need one? you'd need a new coach. You'd need a new coach. And then someone, a third person, to be calling your defense. Lovey Smith ain't walking through that door. It ain't happening. They're not firing. I don't care how bad the losing streak gets. They're not firing him during the season. It'd be on Bears like anyway. It's just yeah. not going to happen. It's it's going to happen come January. Josh is in Mokina. What's up, Josh? Hey guys, I'm just wondering if you think there's a possibility that the whole thing just gets blown up. In the off season, I realize Poles is on year two as well as Flus. We know Flus ain't got it, but if you're Kevin Warren, if you're a guy that's always turned something into a win, into a winner, whether it's a college football conference, whether it's any team he's been affiliated with, how do you let Poles keep his job as well? The Chase Claypool thing, I'm going to compare it to when the Bears got played with the Trubisky draft. Mike Tomlin is not getting rid of a player that is good. He's well, just they, not. They, they knew they were buying low. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't compare it to Trubisky. I mean, they, they knew they were buying low. They were hoping, they they you know they knew they were taking a chance and yeah. there was some risk. I don't think they thought it was going to turn out like this, Josh. I don't think anybody did. This completely blew up in their face. But they were buying low on Claypool. They knew that. They didn't. Yeah. I wouldn't say they got played. 
Uh, the only thing he needed to do as a young GM was stick to his guns and not give up his second-round pick. He should have made it the Baltimore pick. Yeah. That's where he screwed up. Simple as that. And, yeah, there's a possibility it all gets cleaned out. Yes, Kevin Warren's got to be looking at this going, are you kidding? And I, I think that's the there's a different eye in the sky. That's what I keep telling Bears fans, right? This is not, you know, Ted Phillips who's worried about the money things, and now we got George who's basically kind of overseeing whatever the next thing is with a football group. Your football group's here. We got a football mind yeah. in the building with Kevin Warren. He's not going to stand for this. I don't think Poles is going to be on his way out by any means, right? But the performance level that we've seen from your football team right now, you can't tell me. You, I wouldn't totally close the book on a complete blow-up, but I think Poles will be back. I think Poles, I think Poles is safe because realistically you're seeing pieces on for Poles hit. Yes, you're seeing misses, but you're seeing some of those pieces hit. And he didn't draft the quarterback. And he so didn't draft the quarterback. Maybe you're give him you're a probably going to give him that opportunity. Yeah. For me, I, I look at uh, uh, the coaching situation. You're one of the worst defenses in the league when DVOA oh. says that Denver's one of the worst defenses in NFL history. It's awful. <laughs> like, like, think They're about giving that. Up seven think yards about that. a play. You're seven. One of, you're one of the worst defenses in the NFL, while Denver is literally one of the worst defenses in NFL history. It's terrible. Uh, by the way, yeah, uh, I knew it. I, the, when I said it, I thought it was wrong because I was like, wait, the Patriots. I knew weren't, it was the, the seven. Patriots weren't drafting that yeah, high. Seventeenth. Seventeenth. Yes. They took Christian Gonzalez. Yeah, but both kids look fantastic, and, and it's too bad Gonzalez has got hurt. I don't know how long he's going to be out. I think he was seeking a second opinion. From what I read a couple of days ago or what I read yesterday. But uh, Devin Witherspoon had a coming out party on national TV last night. And it was fantastic to see. 312-332-3776. Carmen and York will be right back. Paradigm Bears fans, welcome to another edition of the Chicago Bears podcast. I was on ESPN 1000 with Carmen DeFalco today. So... Got a ton of Bears talking. Interesting comments from Eddie Jackson about this coming weekend game. What he sees versus Sam Howell. Talk to Bears fans, of course, over the phone lines. And I mean, listen, all 22 in coaching has me and Carm both stressed. All that and more in today's episode of the Chicago Bears podcast. Today's episode brought to you by the Hard Rock Casino, Northern Indiana. You can see John Mulaney and Pete Davidson at Hard Rock Live Friday, October 6th. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Hit that like button, subscribe to the page. Bear down. Hello, my friend. How are you? I'm good. Yeah. You know, I mean. How are you feeling as a fan? The the vibe of the fan right now is the toughest thing in the world this year, uh, after last week, because it's just like, Justin played well. We lost. How'd that happen? I went back and watched the uh, All-22 last night. I yeah. texted Waddle and Yurko at what point? I, I texted them a video, and I said, uh, and any time, look, I, I will not pretend to be any sort of expert. I, if, if I've got serious questions, I ask those guys, yeah, yeah. who missed this, who missed that? I said, I, I, I dare either one of you to tell me what 22 is doing on this play. <laughs> That's how I phrased it. I said, I, I absolutely dare you to tell me what number 22 is doing on defense on this play. And 22 is Elijah Hicks, that's Elijah right? Hicks. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. And I get he's a backup to a backup, like, yeah. and, and I get it. But it, going back and watching the All 22 these last few weeks, uh, it's even worse. And, and and this is not Justin did play great. There's no doubt, especially defensively. In that first, the All 22 defensively in the second yeah. half. Yeah, it was a nightmare. In the last say 12 minutes of the game, yeah. the last 13 minutes of the game. Defensively, it's 
a nightmare. Yeah, 100%. Go watch the touchdown. Who's 89? Um, I can't think of who 89 is right now off the top of my head on Denver. The, 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 oh, God. Uh, I'm blanking on the wide receiver. That's 89. He was in the slot on that touchdown where Russell fall. Uh, Brandon, Johnson? Brandon Johnson? Brandon Johnson. Go watch the Brandon Johnson highlight. Yeah. Go watch the all-22 tape and tell me what Tyreek Stevenson's doing. <laughs> Tyreek is such a... I think that's the toughest part about all of this. It's just so many like, I love that. I hate that. And you got to figure out how it all melds together and one day becomes a team. Uh, and, and, and maybe that's just it. You're talking about backups or in Tyreek's case, a kid playing in his fourth ever NFL game. Yeah. Like, I get it. I like Tyreek Stevenson, too. I think he'll be a fine player. Yurko keeps talking about Darnell Wright. Does he make rookie mistakes? Sure. Yurko, what he sees is telling you, have no fear. That kid will be a stud. That's good to, to hear. And I think Tyreek Stevenson will probably be a very good player, too. But woof. In the slot right now in his fourth game, yeah. you look at it and you go, no, it can't, it can't be. But it's and, also and, and, it's also an out of position thing, too. And, and it's I think the hardest thing is right, you're trying to justify what you're seeing. And when you see it on the field, your first thought isn't, oh yeah, these are the backups to the backups. You're just seeing bad defense played, but it get, to me, it all goes back to the same thing, right? Like I, I look at Flus and I say, you you've got these defensive principles. I, I barely see any of them on the field. I barely see any 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 principles that that you've put out there in your day to day game plan or whatever you're telling us through the press conferences that you're doing. None of that's translating to the field. How is that possible with the players that we have? I don't know. And Denver, in that, I'm telling you, the last. 15 to, to, to 20 minutes of that game defensively is painful to watch. Yeah. This is supposed to be a defensive head coach. Yeah. Okay, there are a lot of injuries. Teams deal with a lot of injuries. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks have a lot of injuries on their offensive line. Has it mattered one bit to them the last couple of weeks? No. Teams deal with injuries. It's the and NFL. It, th that's it. <laughs> and that, that last 15 to 20 minutes defensively, the chunk plays, the big chunk plays, the open receivers, the poor tackling, yeah. poor angles, poor technique, poor decision-making. Uh, some of it probably poor scheme. Again, I'll let Yurko kind of be the voice there on, you know, why this is or isn't a good scheme considering the situation, but it is right there on the tape, and you go, wow. You see all these things, and you go, wow, this is even so much worse. I don't know where the first win comes. In this league, it could happen at any week. That's yeah. just this league. Like, weird things happen. The Jets beat the Bills, for crying out loud, right? Like, in week one, without Aaron Rodgers. Like, that's this league. Weird things happen. I get it. At any week, a win probably will come. It's almost impossible to go winless, although they're getting close here uh, with 14 consecutive. I mean, you're, you're almost <laughs> at a full season. I mean, like... At some point, a win's going to come. It will, because that's the NFL. And, and any week it's possible in Washington. It, let's not pretend like Washington's any great shakes here. So could it happen? Yeah. But when you're going back watching tape right now of this team, it's, it's hard to know where it's going to come or how it's going to come or that many of them are going to come because it just looks like a team that has – they've got breakdowns at every level, Pat, and that's what's so disappointing. I don't think there was anything wrong with the offensive play calling. I've heard, like, the Bears took their foot off the gas. No, they didn't. They did what they were supposed they, to do. They, right? Yeah, they, like, the, they didn't the, take their foot off the, the gas. The like, problem is, right, doing what you're supposed to do in that situation, 
right? You run the ball. They had a nine-minute drive. That's exactly what you're supposed to do if you're a good football team. The problem is when the team starts to come back and you need to pick up the pace a little bit more, we can't run the football there. You don't have the personnel that's been in that situation that knows, oh, my God, we all got to get back on the horse and go down here and score another touchdown. I think that's the biggest issue with this team as a whole. And when you saw the end of that game, I asked Jerko on the, on the Chicago Bears podcast, humble plug, uh, humble, humble plug, humble plug, uh, about, you know, what's it, what is a – what does it mean to learn to win? Because we hear that all the oh, time. He's been saying it since What last does it year. mean to learn to win? And and he said, in the fourth quarter, you're mistake-free, your technique is perfect, and you understand the moment that you're in. Your will is stronger than the will that was on the other side of you. When they scored 21, I said, my God, we're going to blow this. Not because yeah, That's I when it started feeling perilous, right? <laughs> not because I didn't think that the Bears couldn't go down and score another touchdown, but on the defensive end, it looked like they started to resign to what they have always done. You're going to go down here and you're going to get a touchdown on us. And of course, right, the 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 play that Justin ends up, the the strip sack fumble that goes the other way for a touchdown. That that pretty much that is happen. what hurts you the most. I guess, Bears fans, if you want to have some positives, right, <laughs> this feels like we're talking about Mitch again, right? Justin drove you down the field, put you in position for a field goal. Your coach chose not to your, take it. Your coach chose not to take it with three penalties on that drive. Yeah. But that just is my point about, you know, this idea that they took their foot off the gas. Now, at that point, it was tied and you sort of had to go. I yeah, get yeah, it. Yeah. But, like, I don't see that in the play calling. Even the series where they went three and out, they actually had ran four plays. There was a holding penalty, defensive holding penalty on Patrick Sertan yeah. on the first play. Uh, he, I think it was Tanyan, and that's why that ball was uh, not completed. Yes, Although I yes. didn't think it was a great throw yeah, yeah, either yeah. by Justin. But even on that series, the Bears tried to push the ball through the air twice. Like I don't think it got to be like this wildly conservative play call. They still were moving the ball. Yes, they moved it in field goal range. The coach decided not to take the field goal. Uh, they had the turnover where they had Justin turn his back again, and you've got to stop with it because I. For weeks, I've been saying it. It is abundantly clear what teams are going to do when they're playing the Bears or any other running quarterback. And Rondé Barber made the exact same point on the telecast on Sunday. We played it yesterday. Teams are not going to be tricked anymore by it. They don't care what happens yeah. down the line of scrimmage. And if the running back is going to get a chunk play out of it, Fine, but the end man has been trained at this point not to flow down the line of scrimmage and to follow Justin Fields or any other running quarterback, and that's it. And who was it? I think it was Nick Benito, right? It was right in Justin's lap when yeah. Justin turned around. Yeah. Had no idea it was coming because his back was to him, and Benito, whether he was fooled or not, didn't matter. He has been trained to do one thing at this point. We are playing the Bears. We are not going to flow down the line of scrimmage. It is as simple as that. And you've got to find a different way to move the pocket instead of these back to, back to the line of scrimmage, yeah. trying for these naked boots where teams, it has been on tape for weeks. Well, teams I, are not falling for it against these running quarterbacks. I think even we saw him run that on the touchdown where he starts to run toward the right side, does a little hezzy jump throw, right? But there's a little bit of a blocker in that situation. Like, just give me something, Luke. Give me something that, that gives Justin that extra he second. He was trying to commit. I think the I think the option was, if not run, it was commit. It was who commit. came across yes. the line of scrimmage. Yes. He and, came across the formation. But you, you have to have – I love what we saw in the Seattle game last night. Seattle knows they can't protect. And the Bears' protection in that game, for the most part, was, was good. pretty good, was, right? Yes. But, but just in those moments where you know, right, 
on the right side, there's going to be somebody probably coming because everybody sees this. Just give me a little bit of protection. I love how Seattle schemes up tight ends in the backfield. And on that play, I believe there are three tight ends on the field on that play. I thought we were going wrong. 13 personnel. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Seattle, that, that was, that was yeah, listen, I mean, the Giants are, just when you yeah, think it seems pretty yeah. awful. Yeah. I mean, you could all, you know, you could look at the Giants right now. I mean, I don't think they've scored a first half touchdown right in any game they've played. We're four weeks in; they don't have a no. first half touchdown, and they scored three points last. When night. do we I get mean, to the point where, when a coach has a hot year, we stop hyping that coach up the next year? Now, I do think <laughs> I like Dayball, like but Dayball looks like Nagy right now. Nagy year one, yeah. coach of the year, year two, coach of my fears. You know I mean, what I'm I saying? I do like Dayball, but J Daniel Jones is no good. I mean, I you know, I I don't get some of the decisions that are made in this league. I really don't. I guess they're left with what is our other viable option. It's hard to find quarterbacks. Yeah. And so when you've got quarterback number, what are you? What are we? Twenty three? Is that about what yeah. Daniel yeah. Jones yeah. is? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Bottom third of the league, but it's so dire out there that you're like, well, where are we going to do better? So let's pay Daniel Jones for another year. And if I'm not mistaken, the way they structured that deal, it's basically they can get like out. a one and done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They right? can get, like out, they can of get it. out of it. Daniel Jones stinks. And their offensive line stinks. It has stunk for years. The one good player they have on their offensive line has been out the last two weeks. That's yeah. only going to make things. I mean, they've got one Pro Bowl caliber player on that line. And when he's gone, forget it. To give up nine sacks in your building in a prime. What was nine? I think that was the final nine, count. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it nine? Let me, let me double Come check. On. Nine sacks. So, was was you know, Khalil Mack visiting that week? Oh, my God. Was Khalil Mack visiting that week? Nine sacks. Really, Khalil. I mean, the stuff that goes on in this league week to week, uh, you know, I don't know. At what point does Josh McDaniel start to say, hmm, maybe we shouldn't let Khalil Mack ruin our day anymore? No. It's no. okay. We'll it, just let him. We'll we'll just let him keep piling up sacks. It's it's. it's I don't get this league sometimes. It's Pat. so I don't much. Get what's there's going so on. much of a. You know what it is. I'm I'm a. There's too many coaches that are, this is my scheme, this is how it's run, this is how you have to do it. And when you have that and you don't, the, think about the best coaches we talk about in this league. They just adjust. Let me adjust. Oh, we're missing that guy? We're going to adjust over there. We're going to add an extra guy. Oh, is our best receiver out? Guess what? Maybe we're going to run the football a little more this week. And then you see the Josh McDaniels of the world. You see the, I mean, for, for three weeks, what we've had here in Chicago where it's like, Hey, uh, do you see that this isn't working? Because I see it. I've never played in the NFL. Carm never played no. in the NFL. Uh, Yurko has played in the NFL. Uh, he yeah. sees it as well. Uh, everybody who's been a quarterback in the NFL sees it. And it's just like, what are you doing? Like, just, your scheme isn't the end-all, be-all, but it's it's it. about what you have on the field. I don't get what goes on sometimes. Uh, how dare I say only nine? It was 11. Oh, my 11 God. sacks. Four players on the Seahawks last night had two sacks. Four. <laughs> Bobby Wagner, Jordan Brooks, Devin Witherspoon, ILL, and uh, Nwosu had two. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, they had two each. They had four guys that had two sets. We, we, we got two as a team. We got two as a team, Carl. <laughs> we got two as a team. You know what I mean? Like, there's that. You know what I mean? Why you got to be they that They got way? two as a team. But I'm they, just they, saying. They had, they had four guys that had two last night. I wish he could play the Giants' uh, offensive line every week, I guess. But, I mean, three measly points in a primetime game at home. Embarrassing. I tell you, it's head-scratching sometimes, the things that are going on around this league. And, uh, yeah, like with Dable, I think 
He's a pretty brilliant offensive mind. Yeah. And I think he's just visibly frustrated. He, he'd had enough. I mean, I don't even think he could talk to Did Daniel you, Did Jones. you hear least, him in the presser oh yesterday? He's like, you've given up 14, 20, and 40. He's like, I know the scores. I was like, well, I hope you do. You got no answers for it. Well, and hey, they, just, they can't score. Yeah. I mean, they just can't. Uh, zero in the first week. They had the Cardinal game where they had the great second half. Yeah. 12 last week against the Niners. Then you had a little, you had, think about the time you had to prepare. Because that was the Thursday night game in yeah. week three, right? Yeah. So you played Thursday night in week three. You played Monday night in week four, and you scored three points at home. You're abysmal. You're, you're so bad sometimes there are situations that are even worse than the one you're in as a fan. Well, it feels so better when not, Justin <laughs> puts up 335 and four tutties, right? Like, it feels a lot better. Like, that's, that's I, what Sunday I, was I, for me. It was like... I'm 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 right. Listen, I got on Bulls gear right now. I'm ever the optimist. I, I can't believe you're I'm right. ever the optimist. You got you know Bulls what I mean? gear and socks gear on. I, I'm ever the optimist here. Well, I'm sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> but realistically, right? You. Realistically, when we're when we're talking about it, there's there's so much where it's like, I just got to take what I can have on this one. My quarterback threw 335 yards, four tutties, and and drove us down in a position to win the game. Does this sound like I'm defending Mitch Trubisky? A little bit. But I, I can take what I I can only take what they give me. I guess we can't make fun of anybody. Our team's <laughs> lost fourteen in a row, but it feels like the Giants are even more of a dumpster fire than the Bears. Maybe that's crazy to say. Maybe I'm just putting some no, of my anger and frustration. Playoff team, I'll joke with the playoff team, but a playoff team. They've scored fifteen points in their last two games. I mean, I, you know, we've lost fourteen straight games. I know. <laughs> I think some of it is just <laughs> deflecting. Again, I'm just I want to feel better about myself, so I'm like, well, hey, at least we're not the Giants' offense. Yeah. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Eddie Jackson was on the station with Fleck and Abdallah last night. He talked about a plethora of different things, yeah. including Chase Claypool and will he potentially play on this short week? If you missed it. We're going to play some of those highlights for you. If you want to ring us up and talk Bears, when's this win going to come? And what do you feel like as a Bears fan, especially if you're a little bit older, if you've been through a lot of these lean years? This has been a rough century for the Bears. Let's face it. And it's been a rough decade. They've got one winning season in the last decade. When do we hit rock bottom, for crying out loud? I don't know. Waddle keeps thinking, well, it's this week, or it's got to be this week, or it's got to be that loss. We might still be going deeper and deeper. I don't know. It feels like it. But boy, watching the All-22 is even more depressing than watching the game on Sunday. It's Tuesday. Usually it's an off day. We can kind of like regroup, but the Bears are at it today because they start week five in Washington. No rest for the weary. Pat, the designer, is sitting in for York. The good kids back tomorrow. Don't forget, Friday, we're out. It is our latest football feast. And we're going to be at Buffalo Wild Wings in Cal City. Yurko's old stomping grounds where he was, I won't say born because he wasn't, but he was raised since about six months old. Of course, he was born in Friedrichshafen, Germany. <laughs> How well do I know my partner? I even know the town in Germany in which he was born. Friedrichshafen. That's pretty good. Yes, uh, that's where Yurko was born. But he's a Cal City kid through and through. Come on. So we're going to be in Cal City, Buffalo Wild Wings, this Friday, Football Feast with Miller Lite. So come by and see us reacting to, we'll see. I don't know. Bears first win? Maybe a Bears, Bears first, first win. win off the schneid. I don't know. We're going to see. But regardless, come hang with us uh, kick off the weekend. And don't forget, we got the special uh, Toast to Victory page open at ESPNChicagoContest.com. So every week at 2 when we've been doing these football feasts, we do a little 
toast uh, at the establishment. Miller Lite's been providing the beer. Very nice of them. You know, here, free beers for everybody. Yeah. And we take a little swig and do a toast for the weekend. So give us your best idea for a toast. Uh, submit your entries at ESPNChicagoContest.com. You must be 21 to win, and you must live in Illinois or Indiana. And if we pick your toast, you'll get a $200 Buffalo Wild Wings gift card and a Miller Lite prize pack. That's a lot of wings that you can buy with 200 bucks, Pat. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm big on it, especially if you go on a Tuesday. You know, a little uh, discount yeah. on Tuesday with the wings. A little discount on Tuesday. You know I mean, you're doubling up on that. So it uh, sounds good to me. That 400 wings at 50 cent wings, right? I think that's right. 400 wings? That's a lot. I think it's 50 cent wings, isn't it? How many guys you bring for 400 wings? Well, you got to bring, well, it depends on the size of the guys, I guess. <laughs> I mean, you're bringing an old line with you. It's not that many guys. If it's, uh, you know, ah, boy, I'm trying to think. Back in my heyday, like, if I was really going to, I could probably eat about 20. That's probably my yeah. max, about 20 wings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After that, you, it gets to be too much. And yeah. I don't think I could pull that off now. <sighs> 20's a lot. Doesn't it feel like a lot when you're, when See, you're, here's when the, you're young, it's easy. I think, I think the difference is when you're young, it's mindless eating, right? Yeah, it is. When you're younger, it's mindless eating. So, yeah. like, you'll eat and you're, like, watching a game and you'll just walk through, right. grab a wing. Like, that's normal. You probably could knock down a little more than that. No. You look. You look like Here's you could the put them away back. Here's in the, the thing: when you're young, I agree with you. When you say it's mindless eating, you're you're not thinking about it. You don't yeah, yeah, care yeah. about the health ramifications. Right. Or when you get older, you start thinking about everything you yeah, eat. Yeah. You know, you're like, well, I can't eat that, or I can't have too much of this, or I can't have too much yeah, of that. Yeah. What's my doctor going to say if I told my other? What's a, you know? Uh, I'm not even thirty yet. I eat pork. The knees are gone. <laughs> That's how it goes. I'm not even thirty yet. That's just you genes. Still got a while, dude. That's just genes. That's I'm not, genes. I'm, I got one year till I'm thirty. I, I eat pork. I'm sitting on the couch. My knee goes. Just I'm like, wait. I haven't moved yet. Just I haven't wait. moved yet. Give it another ten, and you're gonna be like, you know, all of a sudden I'll your body reacts by then. Yeah. these weird ways when you eat food. You know, I think I'm starting to develop like a lactose intolerance. All of a sudden, I'm, I'm almost fifty. How could that happen now? <laughs> the doctor says no, it could happen. It's not gonna stop. I'm starting you, to get gassy and bloated when I have like a cappuccino, you know. Here's, here's the difference. What's though. happening when you when you start to do the uh, I've just got the pill to stop this because I'm not gonna stop eating it. You know what I mean? That's when you know you've made <laughs> that it. Doesn't work. That's man. when you know you've made it. I've got the gas X ready oh, because I'm not gonna not get this milkshake. Last night was Bears night in Chicago. Black and Abdallah were out at JL's in Palatine. That's a great place. Hopefully, you had fun with the guys if you were out there. Good crowd for Eddie Jackson and the boys last night. Here was Eddie Jackson talking about playing this week, potentially. On the short week, week five in Washington. Take a listen. Uh, yeah, that's the plan. You know, right awesome. now, day by day, I'm uh, feeling a lot better. So that's definitely the plan. It's tough. You know, it's uh, sometimes it gets fr frustrating. You know, um, just not being out there with your team, uh, especially to the, the type of start we off. You know, I feel like we want everybody to be out there to contribute. You know, so for me, not being out there, being a captain, a leader of the defense and the team, is, you know, it, it just gets frustrating at times. But... You know, I just try to do my best of staying around and coaching up the young guys and trying to give everyone high energy and, and continue to keep that hope. Little news you guys got there last night. Little breaking Eddie's news. saying that he thinks he's going to play, that that's the plan? Yeah, we'll that's say, what he yeah, said. And yeah. I followed up, you know, like, Harm, because I asked him originally, like, that was one of the first things we started the conversation with before we dove into Sunday's game. And, like, in my head, I was like, I wonder if he was just, like, being nice as mm -hmm. we kind of started the conversation. So I followed up at the end of the hour being, being like, all right, Thursday night, Commanders, you said the plan is to play. And he confirmed that that's the plan. Like, so He doubled down on it? So I mean, we'll, we'll see if he practices today, what yes. the designation is today, because he hasn't practiced in over, what, two weeks? I think it's been two weeks. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. The Bears did just sign a safety off the Ravens practice squad. 
So they're, they're not running real practices this week, though. This is probably all no, water. Right, but the, oh, the designations are there. Yeah, yeah. 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 like yesterday he didn't practice. Right. Didn't, quote, right. didn't yeah, practice. Yeah, yeah. I would find it hard to believe if he's designated as not practicing today or yeah. tomorrow yeah. that he's yeah. going to actually play on right. Thursday. I, but I would agree with you. I think that would be awfully hard if he doesn't practice at all this week to play Thursday. He hasn't practiced in two weeks, so that would probably be tough. If he does play, here's Eddie Jackson talking about facing, uh, facing Washington and Sam Howell, who's been very up and down so far here to start the season. Uh, he was good in Philly yeah. the other day. He was terrible against who they get drilled by before that. Washington, right? What? Was it the Washington game? Who'd they get drilled by? Washington. I think it was uh, no, Washington. Uh, uh, the Bills, right? The Bills. I think definitely they got drilled by the Bills. Them. Bills drubbed them. He was uh, terrible. He was pretty good, good in the Broncos, right? In the Bronco game, and especially in the, the second half. So I don't know. It's been a little up and down. Here's Eddie Jackson talking about facing Washington and Sam Howell. I feel like he's he's pretty good. He does he does, he's done um like you said, a few good things. Uh, but I feel like he's, he's still young. Um, he struggles with reading defensive coverages. So that's something that we're going to try to get him mixed up on. But, you know, they have a good receiver, receiver core. Uh, those guys can stretch the field vertically, like to, get in, like to get a few of those guys in space. And they can make you miss. So, like, we just been out on our approach, you know, I mean, obviously the day after a game. But today we just went in there and just like, look, we know what they're going to do, what they're going to try to hit us at. We just got to be ready to tackle, stay over top and give him different looks and try to make him um, beat us with, with his arm. So when you kind of look at it, because the one thing we were talking about earlier is sack percentage. Uh, yeah. The Bears right now are 32nd in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, I think against a young quarterback like Sam Howell, yeah. this is a perfect opportunity on Thursday night. you got to get some pressure on the quarterback. Exactly, and that's, that's been a, the talks and key points. Like We even told Flutes, like, yo, let's put some pressure on these guys, man. Not, let, let them get uncomfortable. You know, we... We like to rush for you know, everyone knows that. So, you know, right now we just got to give them different looks, help those guys out, send five, send six, sometimes send four, might drop and, and you know, rush three. So just got to give him a lot of different looks and put some pressure on him to make him uncomfortable. Like I said, he's, he struggles with reading defense, you know, and also he's a one-read type of guy. So you take that first read away and put a little pressure in his face, he's going he's gonna to mess up. I like the confidence for a team on this kind of a losing streak. I hope Eddie's right. I hope he plays and this comes to fruition, that he's a run we, a one-read guy and they could take advantage of that. Uh, he just said it. We told Flus, let's bring a little pressure. Yeah, we want to rush for That's our defense. Doesn't work. Yeah, you don't have the personnel to rush for. And, and even when he talks about right the principles of tackling, you just showed us the video there, right? Like, oh my God! What, yeah. what are we talking about with principles of tackling here? How many times have we watched? It? I mean, Elijah Hicks has been active what two weeks? I think I've uh, watched the last him. Two. I've watched him basically just throw his shoulders at guys for two weeks, and both of them get major gains. You know what I mean? Like you. you there's a point where you have to ask: Are the fundamentals that are being put out there being? Put on the field, and they're just not. No. You're not seeing any basic fundamentals with most of these guys. I get it, right? Like, I'm not asking you to be Bojack when you fill in. I like. I think Bojack's a really, really good player out there. I think he he's a ball hawk. He changes a game quickly. Like, I'm asking you to be basic. I'm asking you to be an NFL level like safety replacement. Level <laughs> you know what somehow, I mean? Like, yeah. I'm not asking you to be a superstar. So for me, right, like. With your replacement guys, like you, you have to get make sure that your principles are in order. Because whether he's a one read quarterback or not, if the one reads open, he's gonna be able to hit it. Yeah. We just saw that. If pressure is non-existent, it's so much easier. I don't care what you think of the opposing quarterback. Yeah. Without pressure, all of a sudden it becomes so much easier, and they just don't do a good job of generating a lot of uh, a lot of pressure. Adam, did you have him sign a bunch of Alabama stuff last night? No, and I, yeah. I, and Chris can attest to this. I. 
You didn't I bring had, like a houndstooth hat had, or anything? No, uh, listen, it's it's the first show. We got eight more of these with Eddie okay. Jackson. We'll be in Naperville next week. Nice. Um, I, I waited 22 minutes to ask the first Alabama question. Okay. I, I felt like I showed great restraint yeah, that's pretty in good. that. Uh, he did give me a couple roll tides. It was it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, and like I've always been an Eddie Jackson supporter, even you know through you know some of his down years with Matt Nagy. But he even talked about it. Like Matt Eberflus is using him a little bit differently than mm. Matt Nagy was using him when he was the head coach. Obviously, he's a def- not a defensive minded head coach, but. With Matt Eberflus, he's playing a little bit more free, and we saw last year when he was healthy before he got hurt. He, he was great. He, he was had a good bounce a back better. here. Yeah, he, he was, was intercepting. Yeah, exactly. And he so he's he's playing a little bit better, and hopefully, like you said, he's back out there because for whatever crap people give Eddie Jackson, like you said, Pat, whatever's after him, like whatever. Oh my God, it doesn't like, exist. Like yeah, exactly. Not so, pretty right now. Like Eddie Jackson out there makes the team better. Where in Naperville? Crosstown. Crosstown. I read your mind. We'll be at Crosstown Bar in Naperville. Oh, on Ogden. Yeah. Crosstown's yeah. great. Yeah. Next mm-hmm. Monday they, night, six days. That's a good place. Yep. Good place on Ogden Avenue. It's like across from the Portillo's on Ogden. Oh, I actually know that. I've been there. It's great. And the wings are fantastic at yes. that place, you guys. So I'll tell you the exact time I was there. It was opening day for the White Sox. We this all, this year? Is that year. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah that's a good place. So that's next Monday for Bears Night. Is that Monday night, guys? Yep. Yeah, next Monday yes, night sir. for Bears Night in Chicago with Black and Abdallah and Eddie Jackson. I want to play one more Eddie Jackson bite on Chase Claypool coming up, and then we'll take your Bears calls. 312-332-3776. Chad Hoyer met the media today. What is the plan for the Cubs going into the offseason? Are they going to be interested in trading for Pete Alonzo? Do they want Bellinger back? Jesse Rogers will join us at about 115. Pat the designers in for York. We'll be right back. You think they love him in Seattle? How about six points? Touchdown, Witherspoon. No flags. I-L-L-I-N-I. I mean, you talk about a coming out party yeah. and with your peers watching in primetime. Sweet Lord. Good for Devin Witherspoon. I mean, Troy Aikman couldn't stop raving. Two sacks. I think it was like six tackles, two sacks, and a pick six. I loved it. I loved every minute of it. That's a ball not, game. As an Illinois fan, there's not much I could cheer for. <laughs> Except that. I love that. I loved that last night. I mean, he and Tariq Wallen together, like, they got something with two young corners like that. Yeah. And this kid looks versatile. I mean, they basically said for the first time, like, now go play the slot, and he did. Yeah. That was impressive. It's nice to see, ain't it? When you could just ask a guy to do something else, he just, just can adjust to it. It was now, nice. Now, listen, he's the it fifth nice pick. He's supposed yeah, to be great. Christian Gonzalez looks great. Unfortunately, he's hurt now yeah. in New England. But uh, And I think Christian Gonzalez ended up going right after, didn't he? Wasn't it 5-6? Weren't they? Why do I feel like they were? Ah, the Patriots couldn't have been picking that high, no. could they? Let's see. Let's get a draft order up here. I think uh, seven? I can't seven, remember. Five, seven? I mean, but boy, oh boy, both have looked fantastic. Again, uh, Gonzalez is now hurt, which is unfortunate, but um, that was fun stuff. And for the Illini fans, I know that is something definitely that they could cheer about. Uh, here was Eddie Jackson talking about the Chase Claypool situation with Black and Abdallah on Bears Night in Chicago last night. Take a listen. Sure sounds like the Bears are inching towards just cutting Chase Claypool. Here was Eddie Jackson's take. It's a lot of different things I think take take into account with, with Chase. Um, I'm not in a meeting room with him, um, so I'm not not pretty sure what goes on behind closed doors. But, um, you know, just Chase is just ha- trying to stay locked in. You know, I feel like Chase, um, he viewed himself as a certain uh, caliber of a player. 
And um, if he if he doesn't get that, you know how receivers are. You know, they want the ball. They want the ball, you know. And you can kind of get, you know, in your feelings a little bit if you don't get the ball. So I'm not too sure, like, what's going on with that. You know, they just told us that he was going to be in there, inactive. And then next thing you know, you see that trades talk. So, you know, you got to leave that stuff upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> when um, we've heard from Justin Fields and DJ Moore both saying that, you know, they've gone over to him on the sidelines, especially, you know, after the uh, Bucks game where he was caught, you know, not really giving a lot of effort blocking and that kind of stuff. And Matt Eberflus said today, you know, we take everything into account with, yeah. you know, practices and walkthroughs and everything. And kind of it led everything kind of led to that. How much does Matt Eberflus let you guys kind of police yourselves with that kind of stuff with the loafs and the hints principles and all that kind of stuff before he gets involved, before other coaches get involved. I mean, that's they gonna all he gonna always be involved in that. It's no <laughs> such like you gotta go out there and do your job. We know that, and I feel like that again with with Chase's like accountability thing. Like if he let that slide with Chase, then other guys gonna start to slip. So, and if you start doing that, then you got you know weak weak link weak links in your chain. So. It's just things like that that he's going to hold everyone to that same level of accountability. And I feel like that's that's what's needed, you know, especially where we at, where we're trying to head. That's that's what's needed. There's no one's is going to be held to a higher or lower standard than, than no one on anyone on the team. Like, we're all going to be held to the high standard. we got to go out there, perform, practice, hustle, like like the Hicks principle. Like, we really live by that. That's something he, he really preaches, and we really embrace that as, as players. I don't think a lot of love lost between the Bears and Chase Claypool. Yeah. Again, he's on his way out here. I, I'm not even sure what's taking so long. You're not going to trade him. I mean, nobody's going to give you anything. I, I wouldn't think at this point for Chase Claypool. They know the situation. Just release him. Be done with him. I know Komet uh, is obviously very close to him because they played college football together, and Cole Komet said, look, I care about the guy. He's a friend. I care about him as a a human being as, yeah. a, as, as a friend, and and that's cool. But you can tell just listening to Eddie what Jackson, not say? there's not a lot of love lost there. <laughs> no, not no, no, as, no, not as a player. Say? Not he, as a player on the field. Yeah, he well, did, no, he of course say, not. He no. said, I love him, I love he him loves, as a friend. And he cares about him as a friend. Not, yeah, but He it, didn't say teammate. Right. This is pretty obvious yeah, yeah, yeah. how bad this guy is in a in a clubhouse, in a locker room. Oh, uh, even when, so when he's Eddie's, on his way out. When Eddie says, you know, he thinks of himself as a certain level of receiver and you know, you, you can't give special treatment, although I don't know if I, I – I love Eddie. I, I don't know if I buy that. I think that there was – to Some me, if somebody – after week one? If somebody disrespects the number one letter in your principal, they shouldn't be on the field the next week. And I think that most top coaches in the league or the guys that we think of the elite leaders – Tomlin. Wouldn't have done that. Yeah. You know, you know what the I mean? The guy that traded him. <laughs> the guy that traded him. Like, they, they, you're not going to stand for that. And – Matt Eberflus's thing was he apologized to the team. He gave better effort next week. Two weeks later, we're talking about possibly cutting him and or maybe by some miracle trading him. I, I don't I don't I can't imagine. He slapped you in the face, basically slapped your principles in the face and you allowed him to go back on the field. That's that's a huge question mark for me. Brand huge question mark. Brandon's at Fort Campbell. What up, Brandon? Wish we had better things to discuss this week, like a win or something like that. It'd be nice. One of these days. At some point, they're going <laughs> to yeah. win a game, you guys. They have to. <laughs> I can't wait to see how we're going we're gonna to react Do to we that. bring back Club Dub? No. <laughs> <laughs> I hope sooner or later. My gosh. But it was an amazing weekend up there in Chicago. and I, it, Everything looked to be in order for 52 minutes, that football game. I know. But we made our assessment up there, guys, and take it for what you want. But And it, it rhymes. Coach Floos needs to get cut loose, mm. man. And, you know, it's 
they played hard, but like that had to have been the most elementary decision I've ever like. We were going nuts up there in the grandstand. Like we, I know we accounted for two of those false starts up there, and uh, <laughs> and yeah, and it was just we were going nuts. Like he doesn't trust his defense, and not only that, you? who who calls? Well, who calls the defense? Him, and yeah. it's just like yeah, and it's it's, it's, it's all it's, close, it's so the player execution at this point is so bad though. Too Brandon, Brandon thinks he's not going in the middle of the season. No. He's just not. He'll, no. They don't. Have a defensive coordinator. What are you going to do? Put Hulk up there? You'd be I mean, like, is you'd, Hulk need, be the you'd, need, you'd need a new coach. You'd need a new coach. And then someone, a third person to be calling your defense. Lovey Smith ain't walking through that door. It ain't happening. They're not firing. <laughs> I don't care how bad the losing streak gets. They're not firing him during the season. It'd be on Bears like anyway. It's just yeah. not going to happen. It's, it's going to happen come January. Josh is in Mokina. What's up, Josh? Hey, guys, I'm just wondering if you think there's a possibility that the whole thing just gets blown up in the offseason. I realize Poles is on year two as well as Flus. We know Flus ain't got it, but if you're Kevin Warren, if you're a guy that's always turned something into a, win, into a winner, whether it's a college football conference, whether it's any team he's been affiliated with, how do you let Poles keep his job as well? The Chase Claypool thing, I'm going to compare it to when the Bears got played with the Trubisky draft. Mike Tomlin is not getting rid of a player that is good. He's well, just they, not. They knew they were buying low. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't compare it to Trubisky. I mean, they knew they were buying low. They were hoping. They, they, you know, they knew they were taking a chance and yeah. there was some risk. I don't think they thought it was going to turn out like this, Josh. I don't think anybody did. This completely blew up in their face. But they were buying low on Claypool. They knew that. They didn't. Yeah. I wouldn't say they got played. Uh, the only thing he needed to do as a young GM was stick to his guns and not give up his second round pick. He should have made it the Baltimore pick. Yeah, that's where he screwed up. Simple as that. And yeah, there's a possibility it all gets cleaned out. Yes. Kevin Warren's got to be looking at this going, are you kidding? And I, I think that's the there's a different eye in the sky. That's what I keep telling Bears fans, right? This is not, you know, Ted Phillips who's worried about the money things, and now we got George who's basically kind of overseeing whatever the next thing is with a football group. Your football group's here. We got a football mind yeah. in the building with Kevin Warren. He's not going to stand for this. I don't think Poles is going to be on his way out by any means, right? But the performance level that we've seen from your football team right now, you can't tell me. You, I wouldn't totally close the book on a complete blow-up, but I think Poles will be back. I think Poles, I think Poles is safe because realistically you're seeing pieces on for Poles hit. Yes, you're seeing misses, but you're seeing some of those pieces hit. And he didn't draft the quarterback. And he so didn't draft the quarterback. Maybe you're give him you're a probably going to give him that opportunity. Yeah. For me, I, I look at uh, uh, the coaching situation. You're one of the worst defenses in the league when DVOA oh. says that Denver's one of the worst defenses in NFL history. It's awful. <laughs> like, like, think They're about that. seven think yards a play. You're seven. One of, you're one of the worst defenses in the NFL, while Denver is literally one of the worst defenses in NFL history. It's terrible. Uh, by the way, yeah, uh, I knew it. I, the, when I said it, I thought it was wrong because I was like, wait, the Patriots I knew weren't, it was the the seven. Patriots weren't drafting that yeah, high. 17th. 17th yes. they took Christian Gonzalez. Yeah, but both kids look fantastic, and, and it's too bad Gonzalez got hurt. I don't know how long he's going to be out. I think he was seeking a second opinion from what I read a couple of days ago or what I read yesterday. But uh, Devin Witherspoon had a coming out party on national TV last night, and it was fantastic to see. 312-332-3776. Carmen and York will be right back.